Hey friends, it's Kelsey Kemp, here to inspire and guide you as you answer the call. Tune in each week to hear me illuminate the biblical truth of what a calling actually is and how to find yours so you could create a career worthy of hearing, well done, good and faithful servant. You won't just be hearing from me though. Some of the most incredible and purposeful people I know will be joining me to tell you their story of how God called them into careers that honor who they were made to be. So their work is now creating generations of ripple effects for the glory of God. Y'all ready? Okay, let's go. Let me just start right off asking you this. (laughs) Have you ever had a desire to save the world in some way? I don't know about you, but that was me since, oh man, 1993, whenever I rolled up on the scene. I have always been desperate to play Superwoman and change the world in some way, always looking out for making a huge impact, honestly, with not the greatest intentions, as I'll talk more about. Because even, honestly, recently, I just in the last year and a half have started my coaching practice and most of my other ventures like this podcast and my course, The Call to Career, motivated by my mission, which is not bad in and of itself. I love being on a mission. I help other people realize what their mission is, their God-given mission, not just making it up. But I now realize that behind many of the things I've done, I went into it with the best attitude I can muster up, but honestly, I was just kind of misguided and I, let's just say it, I had a big little savior complex. It's so funny I said big, little. I think I just don't want to admit this, you guys, but yes, I had a huge savior complex. I would literally say things to people like, you're the world's only chance to see God in a certain light. Oh my gosh, I loved that little Instagram wisdom quote. And I would other, otherwise say things like the world will suffer in some way if you don't follow your calling. Wow. Okay. I was trying, I was really, really trying to speak to the dignity and the purpose that God created us with. And you know, there might really be some truth in those statements, but my unspoken message was God needs you and the world needs you. Correction. God treasures you and deeply cares about how you use your life for his glory, but he doesn't need you. His power and his will being done on this earth is not limited by whether or not you decide to be obedient. I I mean, he's so much more powerful than that. So today, I want to put our individual callings in their place and frame how we should be thinking about our callings and what the purpose of following them truly is. And I'm going to be sharing a lot of scripture today that stops that I'm the Savior thinking right in its tracks, and I'll be putting all the scripture references in the show notes so you could go back and study this for yourself too. Because when we look at the Word of God, which y'all, it is so critical to start your day off in the Bible so we could consistently learn and compare all the man-made ideas we collect day in and day out, compare those to the truth because it is so outrageously easy to be led astray. I mean, if if you didn't catch that already, if you haven't realized that about yourself already, um, 
I would go ahead and listen to an episode, I think it was second to last one that I made, of my apology and repenting of all these New Age beliefs that I had collected that are born from half-truth but are in no way the full truth. And that is one of the many reasons why we have to stay in the truth of the word. We have to be comparing and discerning always. You can't just take take somebody's word for it. Because like me, I'm sure that they had great intentions of trying to talk about human dignity and other things. But uh, for my example today, I think I was really glorifying myself and what my calling was and what not more than it needed to be. So uh, it is made clear that we are to follow our callings in the Bible um, and use our gifts to serve God because we truly love God, because we want to serve Him, and because we are faithful to obey His commandments, which is much different than following our callings because the world needs us. Do you get that distinction? If not, just hold on because I'm going to be going into this further. So let's be clear. The world does not need us. The world needs Jesus, whom we testify of and we share with others when we serve in love and obedience. Let's first look at 1 Peter chapters 4 and 5. So solid. This is what I was reading this morning that really stirred up this message in me, and it just struck me. You know, whenever you're reading the word, uh, holler at me if you relate. It cuts to the heart. It cuts to the heart. So 1 Peter 5, verses 1 through 6. I'll just read this. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who will also share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the, the crown of glory that will never fade away. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's almighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Woo, powerful. Maybe I should have pre-framed this is Peter speaking to the churches that received this letter from him, and he was speaking to the elders, and he's saying, hey, who you are called to care for, you know, who God has appointed you to um, care for and provide in a very specific way, watch over them. But don't follow that calling because you must, but because you are willing to. Because as God wants you to, you want to follow his will because you love and serve him out of that love. And follow this calling not for dishonest gain, 
like, I don't know, I want to have a position of glory. Because, you know, whenever you're doing something that seems like it's such a great service to other people or it's genuinely such a great service to others, you know, you could easily get a lot of pride from that. Or maybe you're in some venture that money is another great example. There's so many examples that I'm sure if you examine yourself, you would come up with some personal examples of pursuing things out of dishonest gain instead of what this passage calls us to, which is an eagerness to serve the Lord, just genuinely. Um, So the whole point I kind of pulled out from that was just don't have a savior complex. You're called to serve God, not feel like a God. If you get one thing from this episode, please just remember, following your individual purpose, your unique calling is a call to serve and love the Lord and testify of his goodness and share that with others in the many different forms that that could take place. And and it's not to make you feel like a god, okay? So just solidify that in your brain because I certainly need to remind myself of that all the time. So whatever group of people, resources, or causes you're called to serve, serve them because you want to do God's will, not because you have to out of a you or they need me or I guess I have to kind of attitude. Have a joyful heart and do it unto the Lord not for your own sense of power or selfish gain or status or money or whatever that might be. Because if you didn't pick that up at the end of that passage, which this is such a huge theme all over the Bible that unfortunately in this age, it's just so missed, but we're called to serve in humility, not pride and self-righteousness. I'd also like to go over 1 Peter chapter 4, just a bit before that passage I just read. Um, It is a great little lead up or close out, depending. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to go through 1 Peter 4, verses 7 through 11. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. And here's the kicker. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ, not ourselves, God. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So, If you didn't catch that loud and clear, we are called to serve with those unique gifts in all those various forms that it points out. You're called to serve with those out of love and not pride so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. And I love this this passage that I shared um, one or two episodes ago, Acts 17, 24 through 28. This just brings it right home. The God who made the world and everything in it 
is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him though he is not far away from any one of us. For in him we live and we move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. So, isn't that so powerful? It That just sat me right down in my pride. It was like, sit down, be humble, because God does not need us to serve him. Rather, it says, whoa, hold up. He doesn't need you. God is the one, rather, that gives everyone and everything, life and breath and everything else. So why would he be sitting back desperate for me to live out my calling? He wants me and you and everyone to live out and follow the call of first, follow the call to faith, follow Jesus, believe in him, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Acts 2, 37, Follow that and live a faithful life according to all of God's commandments. And you have to read the Bible and figure out what those are. And it says, uh, I don't remember exactly where it is in Acts, but I was reading it this week. Only through obeying and following God's commandments do we actually understand the truth. So that action is kind of required for our monkey brains to wake up and realize what Jesus really means whenever he told us to do all this stuff. And so we are to follow our individual callings. And that is such a grace, gracious thing that God gave us to follow his call because it is so that we might know him. And as this passage says, so that we may seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, although he is not far from any one of us. So it's that personal relationship. And Jesus knows that whenever he calls us, It's for our own good that we would know and love him more and then be able to share that love with everyone else. Um, And whenever we are doing, as it was mentioned in 1 Peter chapter 4, whenever we are doing our work, do it as uh, God is providing the strength for us to do that. And so that testifies to the Lord even more. And so whenever we're doing our tasks, whether we are directly caring for the spiritual, you know, like in some kind of ministry of some capacity, formal or informal, or if we're caring for the physical world, I think you've heard me talk about that in my other solo, the first solo episode I did, that it matters that we care for the material world, not just the spiritual. So in all things, like we are to follow our callings so that we will have that closer and ever closer relationship with God and share that with others as well. And I want to wrap up by talking about Matthew chapter 25, verse 23. And this is nested right in one of my favorite passages that I think is so applicable to talking about this concept of your individual calling. It's the parable of the talents that you've heard me talk about before. This 
I wanted to share it because it just shows God's incredible goodness and graciousness that yes all throughout especially the epistles like first and second timothy first and second um peter you'll see in so many times and beyond those books too how often it's mentioned that obedience to god oftentimes in a world that genuinely hates the truth and loves pride like i have and you have and you know we all our sinful nature loves pride it it hates the truth because it's convicting and it shows us that we're called to humility and whenever we're truly following our calling and being bold for christ you know that's offensive and we it says in second timothy i think it's chapter 3 i've shared this that anyone living a godly life will endure persecution and suffering and so, yeah, that that sucks a lot, but there's so much hope and promise in that, and I hope that you'll read books like, well, all of them, but First um, and Second Timothy, and it gives more of a picture of the purpose and God's goodness in that suffering. But I also wanted to show you Matthew chapter 25, verse 23, and this is the parable in which the master is talking to the servant that actually was good to steward the wealth he was given while the master was away on a long journey. He did he did well, and he multiplied the bags of gold he was given um, and made dividends for his master to return to. And the master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. That's what God wants for us. He is such a good father in Matthew chapter 7 too. It's like us being sinful, knowing how how to give good gifts to our children. How much greater, therefore, does God know how to give good and gracious gifts to us? I'm paraphrasing, but go look that up for yourself. It's like God is our father who wants to dote on us and be so kind and abundant and loving. And so I wanted to encourage you in that as well. So yes, we are called to be very humble and know our place uh, in following our individual callings, but also we serve the God that says, come and share in your master's happiness. So God doesn't owe us any reward for our, our obedience, but because he is good and loving, he wants to invite us to share in his riches anyways. So I hope that put your little Colin, or your huge calling, amazing, so dignified and wonderful, but I hope that it did put it in its place so that we're not walking around here with a savior complex because God is not thwarted by our choice to be obedient or to not be obedient. Honestly, he'll like pick up and call the next person to do what he wished for you to do, but it is so glorious and such a purposeful thing that we are to respond and obey the call in humility. So go forth and conquer with humble hearts, my friends. And let me know what you think about this episode by going to Instagram. My handle is Kelsey, K-E-L-S-E-Y underscore the called career. Go at it and hit me up. I can't wait to talk to you guys. And I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye.